0: Welcome back to the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services. Here in the Play PlayMGM studios, Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen, Jordan Jenkins in the house. Jordan, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you all for having me. Yeah, so Good to
0: see you. You knew that we were going to talk about video games, obviously. Mm-hmm. Jordan's a huge video game guy. I've asked you this before, I think, but I want to refresh my memory and the audience's memory. What's the longest sitting you've had playing video games? It it's a probably a sickening number.
1: <laughs> uh, back in the day when I played World of Warcraft, still do every now and then with some people I know, but uh, it was like, I think I played for like 12 to 14 hours.
2: Straight. But you can't pause the game, like get up, i want to brush my teeth, you know. Well, it's gotta... like
1: maybe, well, I don't oh, no, that one doesn't count because I did get up and go leave the room or whatever, but Call of Duty wise, I will say maybe about six to eight hours straight.
0: This is no no food, no nothing, just you on the sticks.
1: Well, no, nah, you got to bring the food with you. I got so you. So you can just reach over there. Everything's within arm's reach.
0: Snacking, though, like finger foods, uh, I'm sure we're talking about. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're an athletic
2: guy who is constantly moving on the field or you're in the weight room getting after it. Don't you feel like, oh, man, I got I got to get up, I got to do something. No, nope, by you-
1: stretching the chair. Yeah? Popular <laughs> stretch Stretching the chair.
2: Now, what did your parents think about that when you were a kid? Were you always into gaming?
1: Oh, yeah. No, they hated the video Well, they didn't hate it, but they knew all I did was play the video games. And, uh, like, I'd, I'd go out. Like, if I wasn't outside, I was either getting in trouble or I was outside or I was on the video games. Wow. Or so, a combination of the three. So,
0: so, you were that kid that would just, like, be in his room just on the sticks all weekend?
1: Yes, and only because down in uh, the part of Georgia I'm from, it – it takes a long walk to get to your neighbor's house or get to one of your boys' house. <laughs> and if you didn't have a car, then you pretty much would SOL because it's a long walk to your neighbor's house.
2: Uh, but how was young Jordan uh, getting in trouble? How would you describe that? What can you share with us that you don't mind uh, being uh, told out there to the world?
1: I remember back when I lived in Washington State, there was like a little lo- this little uh, patch of woods. And there's a new uh, suburbs getting developed on the other side, like the a different neighborhood. Like we, I was in Taylor Point. This place was called Deerfield or something like that. And we would sneak over to like the building site and take the wood and make uh, like we made a treehouse in the woods. Like there's like some path you can go through from our side of the wo- uh, neighborhood, go through the woods, and you'd be into the uh, other one. So we would just sneak through all there and make a big. Big little tree house upstairs. But somebody caught
0: you on that one?
1: Oh, yeah, eventually some of the guys, like some of the older guys got caught. And then they're like, all right, we know you guys are in the woods. And, like, eventually they just came down and just broke it down.
0: Yeah, well, all right, building a tree house doesn't <laughs> seem too bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if all kids can get in trouble <laughs> doing that, we'll be a good shape. Well, well I, I feel like nowadays, I mean, you, it'd be parents would be happy that their kids are getting out and doing stuff as opposed to being on their phones or maybe, like, Jordan playing video games. But wait, wait, I, I got to know. What was the video game that, like, first struck you where you were like, wow, this is fun. I could do this for six to eight hours?
1: Um, It might be Remember when it wasn't WWE Day of Reckoning. Uh, mm. That was a good one, though, back in uh, the GameCube days. But Zelda The Wind Waker of course. on okay. the GameCube. I would play that all day.
0: So is GameCube your first system or no?
1: Actually, the Nintendo was. Okay. But I played, uh, whenever we go to my grandmother's house, we would play the Sega upstairs with my uh, older cousins and my older brother. And then we'd play the Super Nintendo sometimes going over to the old relative's house or whatever. But the Nintendo was my first one.
2: Did your grandma have the system or did you bring it over there?
1: Oh, no, no. It was already over there from my, uh, like when my dad was growing up, whatever they had games. Like he used <laughs> to play them every now and then. But we'd go upstairs and, th- and there was like a room, like no one would go in. Yeah. and my older brother would always mess with me and my sister and say, like, oh, someone died in the back room. <laughs> and he would try, like, I'd love to go up there and play Sonic, and, but I would hate doing it at nighttime because he would lock the door and leave, just leave me up there.
0: But were you the kid that also had the, the Game Boy or the PSP? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. The PSP suck. I, I never
1: had. That. All
0: right, so no PSP, but you had the Game Boy. Was it the DS and the Advance was the more square one, the mm-hmm. more rectangular-looking like one?
1: Game Boy Color was the one I had. The color. My older brother had the original Game Boy, and then it was the uh, Game Boy Advance that had the light on it. Mm -hmm. And then it switched to the DS. Oh, no, no, no. It was... uh,
0: The DS was the one that flipped, right?
1: Yeah, and then it went to like a 2DS or like a DS2 that was wider and everything. And that's when I was like, all right, I'm done. You mentioned (laughs) uh,
2: the wrestling game. Did you... Do you watch wrestling to this day? Did he get into it when you were a kid, as nah, far as the I characters was, are concerned, or not? Nah, really, I was real big into it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was too,
1: actually. Yeah, that, that was the the prime time, like the good old days, and uh, like I had the old one, the NWO versus WCW with oh, Chris classic. Jericho on it, The Rock, Mankind, all the OGs, the Dudley Brothers, like Rowdy Roddy Piper was on it, like that. that that's when I was really big into it and everything, and then. When I first moved to Georgia, like in 2007 or 6, we went to a Smackdown and ECW event in Columbus. And it actually was pretty fun. Really? Mm-hmm. What's the atmosphere like? Uh, I've act- always considered going
0: to a Smackdown or Monday Night Raw or something. Mm-hmm. I've never gone, but I've always curious what the atmosphere is like.
1: It actually was pretty hype. Like uh and do you think like like someone when, when you hear the impact of the chair, you're like, "Oh crap, like this dude really got" hit in the back with this chair and it's just like you actually get the hear it and you can almost feel the feel some of the hits and feel some of the slams like that go, that uh hit the man and everything. We talked
2: about it uh previously because your former outside linebacker's coach of course was KG Ke- KG Kevin Green who participated mm-hmm. in the WCW himself. Would you ever consider jumping in
1: to the squared <laughs> circle if
2: Jordan Jenkins was asked to make a guest appearance
1: Nah. no I, I, I couldn't do it I, I did always think, think about uh, doing uh, going in MMA, yeah, and then there's uh we did sparring uh, just not even just mount transitioning at Georgia one morning for like a summer like a spring workout. And it was just five minutes of just transitioning back and forth. I said, "Yeah, I can't do this. It, it was miserable." <laughs> it's got to be exhausting, right? Yeah, just throwing in kick. It was just grounded pound for like five, like five minute intervals, and it just bro It, it was t- the worst training ever. Are
0: you uh, an MMA fan to this date? Like, do you keep oh yeah, up yeah. With
1: yeah. It? I, watch, I don't watch it as much uh, as I used to before, but like some a lot of the headliners are the um fighting, I'll get into it and watch that one or whatever. And, uh, like, the last one I watched was Nate Diaz's last fight. It uh, got in a little early. He got a little gash. Um, that He was starting to make a good, uh, good little push towards the end. But You want to see uh, a
2: rematch of that fight?
1: Oh, oh yeah, Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor would be uh That's, uh, that's one I'm still waiting to see, too. What
2: do, what do you think about the notorious one, Conor McGregor, in terms of the way he goes about promoting? Because it's hard to tell with him what is really Conor and also mm. what's the act because he's a master showman.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's sort of just fallen in the same uh, footsteps as uh, Floyd Mayweather. Like he, uh, he was the guy that just was uh, – he started the whole thing of uh, just promoting himself, like doing everything in-house and just being the little trash-talking, showboaty kind of guy. And he just sort of modeled himself after that. And just, it's smart business-wise and everything. But then again, you see with him and Khabib and all the stuff, and like you don't know, like like you said, what stage, what's real, and it just the authentic – the authenticity. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I don't even know if yes, yeah, it's authenticity. Oh, there it right. is, authenticity. Yeah, it's a Monday, but uh, <laughs> it comes into question. Like <laughs> you don't know—is it really him or was just a persona?
2: Yeah, because you see him attacking buses sometimes. Mm-hmm. In Dublin, he was buying guys shots, I think. Yeah, he
1: the, he hit he hit the the, And he hit the old man. He and hit, and the, hit
2: the old man, and I'm thinking to myself, "Well, you are a trained fighter. I don't care. I know Connor's Probably yeah. a smaller man, probably in the forties. Probably can
0: still take right? all I think of us EA down. Just yeah. called yeah. Conor McGregor, small. Uh, uh, listen, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want,
2: I don't want a piece of him.
0: He may be shorter, but I uh, yeah. yeah. guarantee he'd make ma- all three of us that
1: out.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. I-, I don't know. Yeah, I think you'd have a chance. Listen, uh, uh, yeah, but- but maybe if it was us three
1: combined.
0: No, yeah, if,
1: I- if I miss a punch, it's it's over with because he's gonna grab it. I it it know, but he's considered
2: of- a striker. And you, uh, I'm sure you could uh, lay the lumber.
1: Yeah, you know, I got some Yeah, some man, you big got hands, big you know. hands.
2: My my point is <laughs> if when I hear about Conor McGregor in a bar punching an elderly man, a guy who's up there in age, I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my god, this guy's going to die."
1: Yeah, yeah, that is. That <laughs> that does come into question, but there's some folks you just don't mess with. All yeah.
0: right, so if you were to have a tag team and you had to choose one of your teammates to be your partner, not necessarily because you like him, but because you think he'd be good in the ring. Who are you choosing? That's
2: a good question.
1: Uh, I would actually go with Nathan Shepard. Really? Solely because he's just frequently strong and is unpredictable. And is, <laughs> if anybody can take a couple punches, it's going to be Shepard. Uh,
2: un- unpredictable <laughs> on the field and off the field, Shepard, you would say?
1: Yeah, like I, I, I would... I would let Shep take all the punches and then go in there and do, uh, be the clean-up guy.
0: Wow. So you're really throwing Shep to the wolves here in this Pretty scenario. Much. Yeah. Wow, okay. I, I just could see Frankie Louville coming off the top rope. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Frankie,
1: <laughs> Frankie would <laughs> definitely be a Rey Mysterio type. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh,
0: I, I, Rey Mysterio was my guy. I Actually, love Rey Mysterio.
1: Actually, he'd be a Matt Hardy. Okay. Uh, that's yeah. what he would be. Yeah. Matt
0: Hardy. Yeah, a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah, love that.
1: Bash would probably be. Like uh
0: Bash would be great with the microphone, I think.
1: Yeah, he might be a Ric Flair type or <laughs> oh. maybe maybe H B K. You're maybe. gonna give
0: Bash HBK?
2: I can see it, a little sweet chin. Yeah, Le- yeah. I think Le'Veon Bell would be interesting in, in one of those Oh yeah. Spots. He, yeah, that, that that is
1: a good toss up there too.
2: You know? Mm. I guess uh Le'Veon, he's the showman. Who's the guy you don't
0: want as your partner? Let's put it that way, too. Oh, that's a tough one.
1: Henry Anderson.
0: (laughs) Okay, I can see that. Uh, Henry. But why? Why can you see that?
1: He's just unproportioned, and he always falls. No (laughs) matter what we're doing, he's always falling. And when he falls, he exaggerates. Watching him fall is is just like watching Are you
0: calling Henry a flopper?
1: Yes. Henry's a flopper, and he just. When he falls, it's just so, it, an unnecessarily awkward fall. Like, it, it's, I couldn't have him. We'd get, we'd get trash talked about so much, and it's just me and Henry are just don't. We can't work together. Okay. All right. So you We ta- actually ride on the plane side by side together, too.
2: Do you really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right. Listen, uh, you talked about Washington State before. You traveled uh, throughout your childhood and not necessarily just stopping by for vacation. mm mm-hmm. What was it like being part of a military family? And what did that provide you as far as experience-wise?
1: During – while it was going on, it was kind of rough, you know. Every, like – sometimes it's every two years you move. Sometimes it's three years you move. And it's like you never really had, like, a true – like you didn't really have a true identity growing up. Because, like, oh, well, lived in – was born in Texas. Nine months later, moved to South Carolina – a year and a half later, moved to Alaska, stayed there for two and a half, three years, moved to California, lived there for, like, maybe three or something years, moved to Washington, lived for five, and then finally got to Georgia and stayed there for a little while. But it's, uh, as a kid, it's tough because you don't really, like, you don't have any long-lasting relationships, not relationships, but friendships. Sure. And my sister was more outgoing. I was more quiet. Like, I quiet, was like, smart and gifted athletically. She was also kind of gifted athletically, and she. Smart, but she's just lazy at times. But she was the more outgoing, uh, one of the family. Like she was always into music. Was always, she's the social queen or whatever. What's the
2: difference in ages between you two?
1: She's a year and ten months older. Okay. Mm. And uh, she was she was a grade ahead of me in school. My mom got tired of paying for daycare and sent me to school early. <laughs> and they never questioned the age because the size. But looking back now as an adult, um, it definitely uh, it, it was it sort of defined who I am now because I. Going all those different places, uh, you get to interact with different types of people and see different types of cultures, and you know how to relate to someone that's maybe not the same as you, like someone that doesn't have the same mindset as you. You know how to relate. You know how to talk to different types of people and how to interact and how to along with people at the same time.
0: Did you say – I don't want to let this slip by. Did you say that you, your age was not questioned because of your size as a kid?
1: Yeah, I was, all, I was a little bit tall, like, uh, and I was supposed to be in the class, I was supposed to graduate high school in 2013, but my mom started me in, uh, like, preschool and kindergarten early because she didn't want to pay the daycare out, and, like, I was, I, I think I just, maybe, maybe was, like, a day or two short of the threshold, like, oh, okay. I, I graduated high school when I was 17.
2: Oh,
0: really? Wow. Yeah. So what, how old were you when you graduated college?
1: Uh, I just turned 21.
0: You had just turned 21. Mm. So yeah, you're really young. Yeah. So what? Uh, your dad's retired military.
2: Yeah, number, right?
1: 22 years in the army. What did he finish this? He was just about to be promoted to sergeant major. So uh, he finished right there, right about there. He was just about to be promoted, and he. And then just like, all right, I'm uh just gonna call it. I'm he, uh, retired, so we can be in the same high school, middle school, and just. Be in one place for our older, older, older childhood years.
2: So, what did you take from him in terms of um, his influence? <laughs> it, how much are you guys on the other end of the spectrum different?
1: Um, he might have been more uh, gifted, like finesse-wise, like he uh, and um, I guess like speed-wise, like he 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 was a tight end linebacker. And um, back in his day, where did he play? Uh, he actually played at Colorado State for a year, and then messed up his neck, and then joined the army. And then when he was stationed in Germany, he wasn't supposed to play, but got on and uh, played in Germany in the leagues over there for a little while. Okay. But um, I got uh, I got a lot of discipline. I learned uh, respect and discipline from him, and pretty much just being a tough guy. And in our family, like you never back down from no one. You don't take nothing from no one. If you're being wrong, say something about it, and if you lose a fight, you keep coming back to the, until you don't want to fight you no more. And uh, But uh, he was, uh, in his age, like, uh, I was a tackle. I was a nose guard and right tackle all the way up until uh, college. And then, like, high school, my senior high school was a right tackle and defensive end. Really? Yeah.
0: And, like, how, how big were you then?
1: I came into high school like 185 pounds, and then left 257. Well, wow! Yeah, we had a pretty good. Uh, like he honestly could have been uh, a collegiate strength coach if he would hire. Uh, if he got a speed guy to go with him, because uh, like he we did all the like we were doing Olympic lifts. My when I was 14 years old, that like summer going into high school, we were getting our bodies trained to do like power cleans, like clean and snatch. Um, cleaning well, cleaning jerk and then snatch and all the other stuff. And we would always train like uh excuse me, we'd always do uh like flexibility stuff to strengthen our bodies and then after every like I got on I want I needed to gain weight and gain muscle. So I'd eat like five eggs of the protein shake in the morning before school and then I'd have like first block or second block weight training and after that our coach would make us have like we it's like a triple-decker peanut butter sandwich just with no jelly and crunchy peanut butter. And you'd have to eat that after your lift and then go to lunch. But, uh, yeah, a protein shake and a triple-decker peanut butter sandwich before you went to lunch. But
2: did you lift with your dad?
1: Huh? Did you lift with your oh, dad? Oh, no, 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 no. It was it was at the high school.
2: Yeah, I know. But did you ever, like, outside of school, you and your pops get after it in the weight room or no?
1: Uh, sometimes. But he had that uh neck surgery back yeah. in 2004. Two, between 2004 and 2006, so he couldn't really do a lot of the stuff, but uh, he was always there for like some of the, like, we'd go outside and might like, throw some, bu- throw uh, the baseball around a little bit back in the day, or we'd just do like some precision stuff.
0: When you're putting on the amount of weight that you did in high school, you have to have five eggs and a protein shake, peanut butter, triple decker sandwiches, and then go eat lunch. Isn't it like sickening the amount oh, yeah, of food no, that I- you consume?
1: It definitely sucked. Like, having, if you had first lunch at at, uh, at my high school and you had second block weight training, you pretty much were screwed because you just finished working out. You just drank a protein shake. Like, sometimes a lot of guys don't like eating after they just finished working out because it's just like, ah, I'm not really hungry. And then you don't eat and it messes up the muscle gain or the possible muscle gain that you could have got. But, I mean, half the time I just like, all right, drink the protein shake. Like, eat half the sandwich. Or sometimes guys are like, take a couple bites, throw it away. But, Most of the guys are really committed. They just eat it and then get something at lunch. And be like, all right, I'm not hungry, but I got to eat it anyway.
2: Were you recruited to UGA uh, to play outside linebacker?
1: Yeah, Coach Grantham uh, wanted uh, wanted me to play outside linebacker. And he was like, Justin Houston's the guy that we see you being like a similar mold to. And at the time he was like 265 or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I kind of see that. Like I was too – or at the time like in all the norms it was like you're too short to be – a true defensive end, and you're not big enough really to be a true defensive end, and you're too big to be uh, a true linebacker in college or whatever. Then it was like I was just the the tweener build, and yeah. Coach my was like, "Well, in our defense, you'd be like the sandbacker." And uh, I mean, it pretty much was the same. Um, as what uh, it's same as what it was uh, the last two or three years here.
0: Okay, yeah. so. You talked about all the different places that you grew up. Did you start playing football when you were in Georgia, <laughs> though? Or did you have to, like, start in one uh, one state, mm. just play a little bit, then move, then continue playing in another state? Like, how did that affect your football career as a kid?
1: Uh, actually, uh, my dad really hates it uh, because he went to, uh, uh, I think, I, forgot, I can't remember. It might have been uh, Sergeant Major School or some school he had to go to for the Army in El Paso, Texas, um well if I rewind. Um, my start to football, I didn't want to play football. I was a soccer player and I was playing soccer, baseball, and basketball. And we're in Washington, my dad's was like, Oh, you grab your soccer cleats. we're gonna take you to a soccer camp. Only thing is when we get there, it's not a soccer camp, it's football. And uh, I'd played flag football the year before. And I was like, all right, it's kinda dull. This was in third grade and then fourth grade we go to the camp and he's like all right, get out. And then I'm like, no, I'm not getting – I was a stubborn little kid. Did he play a fast one on
2: you by saying that it was – Oh, hard? yeah, no, he, he pulled a fast one on me yeah, okay. for real. Yeah, right. okay,
1: And he's uh, <laughs> like, all right, you can either sit in the car or get out there and, and go learn football. And I sat in the car for like 10 minutes. I said, "Bump." he's already out there. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit in the car all day. Got out, first day, had fun, but I didn't want him to show it. I was like, no, nah, I ain't have fun. I don't even like it. And then <laughs> slow as dirt that year. Like, man, it was – I was a, uh, I think I was a right guard at the time, and it was me and this other Russian kid would always be the last two guys in every sprint we had to do. And then he also part-time coached that league, and then fifth grade came around, he coached again, got a little faster, started understanding things a little bit better, and uh, had, had a good time. Like, he would purposely make me late to practice because we would have – if you were late, you had to bear call the field down and back 100 yards.
2: <laughs> That's rough. So, yeah. when you knew – you're getting your stuff together, and your dad's like, yeah, I'm not ready to go yet, and, and you know you're coming to practice late. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of arguments in the car or what?
1: Oh, man, it'd be quiet. Like, I'd just be like, man, you know I'm going to be late, <laughs> and I know you're not going to tell the other coaches, yeah, I mean, it was my fault, but, no, nah, it's like uh, he knew. He was like, oh, coach, you son, nah, you, you don't get off easy. You got to go do your bear crawls.
0: So, so at what age did – at? At what age did it change for you from being forced to actually admitting that you like it, obviously, mm-hmm. and now you're on the professional level? It's pretty remarkable, considering that you were literally forced to play football. Yeah. I, can't, I can't really imagine you playing soccer. i got to be honest. Maybe yeah, it's no. just because I'm looking at, at you now. <laughs> Maybe I, it's like I, a center fullback or something. Yeah, I, I just can't imagine you running around mm-hmm. a soccer field kicking.
1: Yeah, no, it was pretty fun back uh, in, in my soccer days, but... I uh, actually didn't play in sixth grade because uh, my dad, like I told you, my dad went down to um, I think it was Sergeant Major Academy or something like that. And whatever, it's, some training had to get in El Paso, Texas, and it was, he had to be there for like eight months out of the year. And I knew my mom was not going to make me play football, and um, because he was gone. And I just remember them just arguing on the phone, and my mom was saying, "Oh, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it." I didn't play football in sixth grade. Then moved to Georgia, and. First year we go, uh, I try out for the team, get cut in seventh grade, and then come back out in the, uh, for the spring team in seventh grade, going into eighth grade year. They, uh, a couple of the coaches asked me, was like, did you try out um, in the fall? And I was like, yeah, no, I, I tried out. Uh, I remember getting cut, and uh, to this day, that was, that was one of the funnest years of my life. Didn't have to play anything. I got cut from the basketball team, too, that year. Oh. Didn't play a single sport in seventh grade.
2: So like a Michael Jordan story here. Yeah, seriously.
1: Yeah, like didn't didn't play not one sport. Got cut from basketball and football, and I didn't know how all the baseball programs worked down in Georgia. So how many I didn't so play.
2: So you mentioned your sister before. How how many siblings? A- and what did your mom do? Did she raise you guys, or was she working as well? Oh uh, wow, no, she
1: uh she worked with Social Security, yeah, and uh, as a uh, claims representative. So both family members in the government. So you know they uh. They know all about us. There's no uh, lying to get Pell Grant back in college. (laughs) That was uh, something we couldn't do.
2: And she must have been uh, tremendously adaptable because that's not easy to be the wife or spouse of a a military uh, person because a lot of times these sacrifices are amazing, you know, whether you're overseas or you're moving throughout the country in terms of being stationed at a certain place just for a couple of years. And you guys are a family who would just get up and move.
1: Yeah, that's something our family's uh, gotten really used to is just traveling around a lot of places. Like, we uh, – well, first off, my mom, she's a tough woman, tough, smart, uh, not one to cross because uh, she's gifted in the words and she's gifted in uh, knowing – she knows how to get under your skin. Uh, so okay. she's winning every she's winning every argument. Like she's uh headed just like me. And she's a tough little nut to crack. But um we would like we when we left Washington State to come to Georgia, we drove an excursion. Me and my sister, my brother, he's six five, sister's six foot. I was six one at the time. I had just passed her up. Uh dad's six three, mom's like I think five, eight, five, nine, right. maybe five, five, seven, eight, or nine. One of the three. But all of us, all in the excursion with all our stuff from Washington State, dri- driving across the country was a pretty fun,
2: uh, pretty fun trip. How many days?
1: It took about a week. Like we stopped here and there. Like the four corners stopped there, stopped at some little touristy spots on the way. But it was a long ride with a lot of stops and. I would always get car sick as a kid, and, uh, like, anytime, anything, anytime I drank anything with red dye in it, I would just start throwing up in the car. But, red dye? Yeah, it was something weird with me as a kid. Like, I just couldn't drink red dye and be in the car. Like So,
0: do you dislike red Gatorade now?
1: That, I tend not. That's also why I tend not to drink red Gatorade. It's because, like, it doesn't affect me now, but I always right. have the flashback, like, even at sporting events sometimes I drink Red Gatorade and I'd either get cramps or I just start throwing up or whatever. Really? Yeah, it was kinda weird. Is that something yeah. you guys often talk
2: about at family uh, reunions or get togethers when everybody's together because you just said that had such a impact on you. That you just think yeah. about that, that move specifically from Washington to Georgia mm-hmm. in that
1: week. Well, just about uh oh yeah, that and all the stops and uh me- like I get cars to get like even now, like if I'm in the back seat, whatever, in the car trip that's over an hour, I'm just like, nah, I gotta I gotta stop. Or I gotta like I go to sleep in every car trip now.
0: Alright, well I, I got something for you. Speaking of cars, I forgot about this. EA probably did too, but we had Avery on earlier yeah. this year. Yep. Yeah, right. And he has a new shiny Jeep apparently. Yeah. I've been in it. Have you? Yeah. No you haven't. Really? Yeah,
2: we shot a feature with him in in the summer, but...
0: Regardless, Mm -hmm. unfortunately... That's a
2: rough ride, let me tell you something. (laughs) It's beautiful, but it's rough.
0: Unfortunately, we asked him who he would not let drive, and he said you.
1: Oh, see, I'm a point A, point B driver. And me, me, being like my mom, if you're driving bad, I'm going to let you know you're driving bad. (laughs) So, like... I, Avery didn't tell you. I drove Avery around for – during the bye week when I stayed up here and got uh, treatment when I was out for the cab, and uh, he couldn't drive at the time, so he had to ride with me. And it was at, like we went to treatment at like 6 in the morning or like 7 in the morning, and there's some there's this one group of guys in the morning that just tried cutting me off, and I've got like a light bar on my truck with spotlights on the bottom. So, I mean, when they get cut on, they're insanely bright. And these guys cut me off. I said, oh, okay, you want to cut me off? Switch one, switch two, flash oh. the heck out of those guys, and then went around them and got around, and Avery was in the car. And he was like, well, what were you doing? I was like, hey, don't cut me off.
0: See, I like that.
1: Yeah, no. Because otherwise – I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, if you don't let people know they're driving bad, they're going to continue to drive bad. Before we let you go,
0: I just have one question for you about the salute to Service month, week in the NFL, depending on mm-hmm. the team or whatever. Does it have different meaning to you? Like does it go through your mind or is it just are are you more just appreciative that the NFL does something like salute to service month?
1: Well, I always uh always take great pride in that uh cuz being a military brat like you go through certain struggles that not a lot, not a lot of other kids go through like it's sometimes a stricter household, different different standards and it's just you just have more respect for the authority figures and just when you see like uh, it's just all the the salute everything just means more. Like I uh, think about my dad, think about all the other uh, all the other military families, like living on base and just experiences we've had, and it's just such an honorable thing to me. Like I always try and play harder in, uh, in those games. Well, it, I don't have to play hard. It just gets me more amped up. Like I don't have I don't have to do a lot to get hyped for that game, and then. Any Anytime they have, like, Army pins or Army stickers, I always try and grab the Army pin or, like, Army flag to take out. Just
0: or the, d- or don't you have the, the towel, too, in salute service, mm-hmm. camo towel?
1: Yeah, because I'll always try and get, uh, it, anytime they have anything, I always try and get Army because Army is the best one. Oh, sorry, well, Air Force. Uh, sorry, Navy. Is go, it, Army.
2: Uh, well, my uh, uncle was a, a former— Lieutenant Colonel himself in the army, he's he's passed, but he served in Vietnam and Korea, and uh, he he would echo those sentiments if he were here. Uh, I I I thought you
0: were gonna say, well, my family's Navy family Uh, or something like that. No, no, no. Uh Um, the one thing about living on base—did you live on base at
2: all those stops, or no? Uh,
1: in Alaska, we lived on base, and. South well, South Carolina. I'm not sure. I was too young. Yeah. Alaska. We definitely lived on base. It was just like there's a neighborhood, and a lot of a lot of sometimes it's in like duplexes or whatever. And sure. it's like, in random. It felt like we were in a random neighborhood in the middle of nowhere, like a neighborhood, a town, and then just wilderness everywhere. And then California, we're on base. Washington State is when we stopped living on base, and then uh, moved out and got like two. I think we lived in uh, Tacoma and then Spanaway, and then but we didn't live on base after after Washington.
2: Okay.
0: All right. Well, we're gonna let you go play some video games now. We appreciate yes, you sir. coming on the official Jets podcast powered by AWS again here in the PlayMGM studios. Real quick, rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on NewYorkJets.com, YouTube, SoundCloud. Google Play, I think that's about it. The drive safe. Don't cut 'em off. Either if you, you see a big yeah. truck that has spotlights And if you, you don't, might get don't the one
1: screwed.
2: you might get the two. Jordan Jake is gonna become looking for you.
1: Yes sir. <laughs> I like the, like the rhyme there. <laughs> okay. We'll
0: see you next week.